This is GabNet, the great American broadcast network. Talk radio like you've never heard it before. Well, it might help if I turn the microphone amplifier on, so before I try to speak, I hope that's not an indication of how this program's going to go. We'll get started in just a few minutes. We're going to open up Skype for the Citizen Panel here on a Tuesday night. So I open up the microphone and I go to talk and I hear nothing. I'm looking and I see the mic is potted up. Everything looks good. And then I realize I didn't turn on the phantom power supply. And so I wasn't going to be able to speak to you. Yeah, the perfect way to start off a Tuesday night program. I hope that you're doing better than I am tonight. It's Rob Alfano with you here. It's the exchange. Our, um, we're just going to get right to it. I'll tell you what. We're just going to get right to it because we need callers. Um, I don't tap dance. I don't sing very well, although I do do karaoke now and then. I don't do those things very well. So without your participation on this program, we don't have very much, you see. So um, let's get started. Let's get the citizen panel rolling tonight. We start out with Rin. Good evening to you, Rin. How are you? How how odd that I would be the first one to call. I just don't get that. It never happens. I it's, know. It's just amazing. Uh, we should celebrate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just remind people it's GabNet Live to join us on Skype, GabNet Live, or you can uh, you can visit us at GabNet.net for more information. Uh, you'll find there a call button, um, and just click that, and it'll automatically connect you to us. So if you don't want to get in all that crazy typing of G-A-B-N-E-T-L-I-V-E, was that 10 letters, all one word, uh, then just press the button and you'll automatically get connected. Or you can call us on your old-fashioned princess telephone, if you have one of those, <laughs> little ones where the, di- where the lights used to dial, the dial used to light up. You can actually mm-hmm. use your rotary dial phone and you can call us at area code 347-352-0079. That's another way to connect with us here on the Citizen Panel. Don't forget that at 10 p.m. tonight, it's Alex Bennett's Ramble. Alex will be here with two hours. Two hours of this. (laughs) And then at midnight... At midnight, it's Getting Geeky with Miranda. Uh, She'll be here, and uh, you can geek out with her. That's after midnight tonight here on the Great American Broadcast Network, or as we've dubbed it, GabNet. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't see. This is, I'm just off today. I didn't start my record of this program the way I normally do, and I just, let me check here and hope that I'm recording it the other way, because I record it two ways. And it is uh, 9.30, and good, I have another copy of it, so we're in, but I didn't start the record. I didn't start, that would be fun, if I didn't, I just would just, you know, sign off right now. This is the kind of day (laughs) I've had so far today, it's uh, 
It's been one of those days. What's going on? Oh, you know, it's just uh, just one of those days. Nothing, nothing to write home about. Just the way the day's going, and it's obviously the night's going that way too. Because uh, oh well, there comes Doug. But um, we need more. We need more um, citizen panel participation here on this program. Uh, welcome back to you, Doug. I know you were, were here last night, and and you had to cut out part of the way through. But oh, we're gonna wait for Doug because it always hangs up, and then he reconnects. That's that's the the mo for Doug's connection, regardless of where he is. He's gonna he's spinning. Yeah, see, there he goes, and he'll be back in like a second. It'll, it'll just pop up, and Doug will be solid. There it goes. Oh. That's really odd how that happens with him. He's the only one that happens with like that. That's yeah, it, it takes it always takes me two t- you know times to try to get to, you know try to get into the program there. Yeah. So you're home tonight, or you want you in a hotel? This? <laughs> no, I'm I'm in a hotel. I'm a, I'm I'm kind of like in your neck of the woods. I'm up in uh, Petersburg, Virginia, right now. I have no clue where Petersburg, Virginia is. It's below Richmond. Oh, okay. So you're two hours from me then. I'm ninety minutes from Richmond, but I yeah. Oh, but you probably have one of those. Uh, 1999 rooms with the uh, with the great with the great wireless because you're breaking up. I'm sorry. That's all right. I mean, we'll do what we can with it, but um, we need your calls. We need more people to call in tonight. It's GabNet Live. I know there's a new television season going, and there's no football tonight, but. um we'll we'll you know what we'll do we'll take the show as far as we can take it and then we will join the network and then alex can go back to the network at 10 o'clock if we don't make it there because uh like i said i don't tap dance well my (laughs) singing while it attracted my wife that's how she found me in a in a a, a, in a room singing what's your favorite karaoke song i heard you say you do karaoke and i've done my fair share of drunk karaoke oh man well see that's the thing i'm never drunk when i like i can't say never drunk but uh i i like uh i like belting out the ballads the power ballads you know yeah my number one song is the georgia satellite song keep your hands to yourself <laughs> I, I could go up there sing that song and that'd be the only song people would say man you're a great singer and it's like <laughs> no i am not i am a horrible singer so I can you are a great singer of one song <laughs> yeah i want to belt out i i uh if we could uh, play them here I could I I have a great way. I have a there's a website that I belong to. It's called singsnap.com, I believe it is. Jim, are you in the car? And then, no, I'm not. I'm I'm in a hotel. Sorry. Oh, okay, cuz it's really loud. Um That must be worse than mine. Yeah, I'm 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 in a crappy hotel. I'm just in a little town called Milford, Virginia. So I'm doing the best I can. Sorry. Milford, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what are you doing in Milford? Network stuff. I'm sorry? Network stuff. Oh, okay. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if we could play them here, man. I, I belong to a, a great website. It's called singsnap.com. And uh, you could record them there. You can, and that's how I because I've sung karaoke, uh, actually never, <laughs> up until about a year ago. 
And uh, I have a friend who said, you really should because you don't sing so terrible. You know, you're pretty good. You can carry a tune. And I was like, oh, I would never, ever do that. I would never do that. And uh, I started singing there, and I sing duets with people, which is really fun. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to do. Did I, you sing that Grease song? Uh, no, 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 I've never done that one. Uh, I do a lot of the ballads with, uh, or you know what I'll do? I'll do like, uh, I did the Elton John and Kiki D song, Don't Go Breaking oh, My Heart. Break and, heart. And, oh, yeah. and, uh, I love that song. It, it's a lot of fun to do. It's fun, and, and I do Sinatra songs. Um, so, and I'll try to do like, you know, journey songs, but uh, my voice uh, doesn't go up uh, that way. But you know, when I'm really, you know, but if we could do that here, it'd be a lot of fun to have a karaoke night, but we can't play the, um, you know, we can't play the, the, the music like that, but that would be fun. We could take turns. You know, it's of, funny. I went to this, I used, there was a bar called a Jolly Roger ever killed Devil Hills or it might be Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. And anyway, this guy had this huge selection of karaoke songs. And after I sang this one song, he didn't realize that the song contained the lyrics was Dynamo Hum by Frank Zappa. Oh, I remember that. I remember I sang that Dynamo song. Hum. It was a long song. Everybody, it, it was like the you know, next time I went back there, it was removed. I'll bet. That's not the kind of song that people want to hear at karaoke night. And then somebody sang that song from Nine Inch Nails, uh, uh, Closer. And same thing. The guy had no idea that was the lyrics in the song. I just... <laughs> This nerdy guy like me goes up there and sings, <laughs> you know, uncensored, and it was uh, it was pretty funny actually. You know, it reminds me. You know, if, if um, they had the song by uh, Nielsen from the Son of Schmielsen album, "You're Breaking My Heart," have you ever heard that one? <laughs> yeah. Oh. That uh, that would be fun to do karaoke wise. I don't I don't remember that song. You don't. I I, I found out about it quite. And I think I've told the story before, but I, f I found out about that song in quite a, a very uncomfortable way. It was the first weekend I was uh, doing a radio program at my college radio station, and uh, one of my one of the other co-workers at the radio station heard me and it was a sunday morning and he called me up and he said hey man you sound great loving the way you can you play a request for me sure how about <laughs> nielsen from the son of schmielsen album it just it's called you're breaking my heart so i was like i'll get right on that for you i go and i put it on the turntable having never heard it before the song starts out you're breaking my heart you tear me tear apart so fuck, fuck you, you. <laughs> uh, i about died i i just i'll never forget that moment it's one of those things that you just never forget and he called me back hysterical he was he i was pissed at him for a while but he was hysterical you didn't have the seven second delay of no course. not when you're playing music it went out and I and I had nothing else on the turntables, you know. So now I'm rushing to get something else on the turntables, and I'm you know I'm new at this music show. So you know, to, and, and today everything is is on a hard drive, so you just skip to the next song. But back then we were queuing up records, and uh, I'm running around. What am I gonna play next? Oh my god, I gotta get something on. Yeah. <laughs> back in the uh, back in the uh, uh, the play TV days when we could. Uh, play anything we wanted the joys of it oh, um uh every once in a while we we'd get a, a computer crash uh and uh, the video would die but the uh, the audio was still going out so um uh, i would always i had a go-to song uh that i would always play uh, while i was rebooting the video computers 
And it was uh, Dennis Leary singing, uh, life's going to suck when you grow up, when you grow up. Uh, and, and it just, it always fit the mood uh, for exactly. But I mean, there was, I mean, oh, we could play great songs. Like um, there's a song uh, by a group called Ween called Piss Up a Rope. Piss you ever Up a Rope? Nope, nope. I can't say I have. Well, that's a really, that's a cool song. Um, and then there's a great old song uh, uh, by a group called Showdown called The Rodeo Song. Okay. Have you ever heard the rodeo song? No. Oh, maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe it's uh, uh, more of a Canadian thing, but it's uh, uh, 40 below and I don't give a fuck, got a heater in my truck and I'm off to the rodeo. It, it's a <laughs> oh, great- yeah, I know that song. And there you go, yeah. And <laughs> then another one that would get requested a lot, because, I, again, I could play music on my show and I like to find, I used to like to go from extremes. I could play, uh, I could play two songs in a row and go from Louis Armstrong Singing, uh, you know, something really nice, sweet, and sincere to uh, Primus. Uh, <laughs> Big Brown Beaver. Right after oh, it. And, and, and I just, I mean, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah it, that would be fun. I would love to be able to interject some music into a program. It would be great fun to be able to do that here. It's too bad. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's that's that. Those were the days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we all have our stories and and I also have plenty of nightmares too. I don't know about you when when have you ever had nightmares like that Jim about technical stuff happening while you're on the air? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I had it in TV, had it in radio. They're a di- little different, but they're basically the same. You are you know, sometimes you dream that uh when I was in TV especially, I would dream that um I had like black on the air dead air you know nothing the, the movie ended and nothing's going on and i'm trying to run and i can't run and i'm trying to run to get to the switcher to press the button and i can't get there wake up in a cold sweat and realize it's a dream <laughs> i used you know, to I have nightmares have about I... um when i was working as a telephone operator that somehow all the the lines got transferred to my house and one call after another, like adding on. So there's one, two, three, four, and they're all demanding things and there's nothing I can do. And one really telling one was that I dreamt that my shift had ended and it was like a roll top desk above my station. And I rolled it up. There was a bed. I crawled inside and closed it. (laughs) I I tell you a weird repeating dream I have since I stay at these cheap hotels. And, God, they just seem so realistic at times. I'll wake up, and then, like, I realize I went to bed with my curtain, you know, the full window curtain open. And people are walking by or, you know, and, you know, here I am in my skimmies there and just. And it's like, oh, what the hell, you know? And just <laughs> is that a dream, or did you really do that? No, it's a dream. Oh, okay. That's why you're <laughs> playing in those cheap motels. The, the, probably, the, probably the closest I ever came to that, I was. It was just I was at the Outer Banks at the, the wrong time doing karaoke. Got very sloshed with a surprise, and. Um, no. Yeah, went to my hotel room. At that time, I was working for a decent company, so it wasn't a cheap hotel room. But went to bed and left the door wide fucking open. Excuse me. <laughs> uh-uh. I mean, it was just open. Fortunately, nobody came in and took advantage of me. Nobody <laughs> stole anything from me. But it was just a very horrible fact. 
And it's really a horrible fact I still continue to drink even after that. But still, um, <laughs> you know, I definitely make sure my door's closed this time. No. True story. I swear to God, true story. When I have a checklist now. <laughs> close window shades, close door, drink. <laughs> yeah, make sure I'm not on Skype. You know, when <laughs> Another good one. When I was doing live theater shows uh, and, and you get stuck in a show, I was doing technical work. So I'd be in the lighting booth, running sound, running lights, and you get two months into a show and I was starting to pray for things to go wrong because it would give me something to do. Because to sit there month after month with yeah. the same damn show. I'll bet, yeah. Uh, you just, I can't, you would almost hope something would fail. So at least you'd have something to occupy your mind. And especially if you went on tour and you started doing that stuff over and over, the only thing that you could bring about that was different to your routine was the amount of alcohol you would drink after a show. And then you started thinking, well, I could have a couple of drinks prior to the show because the show runs on rails practically. <laughs> and you just, uh, it just, I mean, again, I woke up on a tour somewhere. I remember being halfway through the tour and I took two steps out of the bed and I just, I just collapsed on the floor. I had basically, I had ended my touring days with a trip to the hospital. Just uh, and they were, it was like, okay, we need to get somebody else because this guy is is like twenty five years old, but he looks about fifty at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much road, too much road. Yeah, I've never done any of that kind of traveling, oh. uh, and I've I've also knew i used to dj in clubs and uh that was one thing i could do pretty well toasted i <laughs> i could i mean it, you know there was one new year's eve and uh new year's eve was the only night that i i would have somebody i uh, you know i know would drop me off there because all bets were off on new year's eve because there's so much going on and all I remember on this particular New Year's Eve, probably, I want to say, 82 maybe, New Year's Eve 82, um, we had applied for a, a permit that allows you to stay open past the 4.30 uh, normal last call. And so, um, they, I mean, I, I instructed one of the cocktail waitresses, I said, do me a favor. I would see. I the cocktail waitresses loved me because I was the only guy. I worked. It was a chain. Uh, you may have heard of them. They're called Hulahans. And uh, never heard of Hulahans? Yeah, that was pretty decent. That was a pretty decent restaurant, actually. They're still around as a restaurant. They closed their discos a long time ago. But yeah, that was like a kicking place to go to. I mean, it had like a restaurant, and then they also had a bar. Yeah, and yeah. Like on Fridays. Mm -hmm. And so this was a hot spot to go back in the '80s. I mean, you'd have lines out the door, people waiting on lines to get in on a Friday and Saturday night. And and I was always I was because it was corporate, right? I worked for W R Grace. And uh, I was the only one allowed to have facial hair. I didn't touch food. I was not a bar. I wasn't a bartender. I was the DJ. The DJ was allowed to look different. He could have long hair. He could have facial hair. And all, you know. And I was also allowed to have a customer buy me a drink, stuff like that. Where the cocktail waitresses were not allowed any of that, right? right. And so I, I used to call the DJ booth the den of iniquity because they would all come back. They would, 
you know, I could tell when the waitresses would come by, and they'd bring me one, too. They'd come by with their thing full of shots, their their little tray, and we'd all duck down behind the equipment, and <laughs> we'd drink our shots. And so they loved me. I loved them. We got along great. And so New Year's Eve, I, I'd call them over and say, see, I, I want two glasses of champagne here all all night long. If you see one's empty, bring another one. And I, you know, it was just, an, I was ready for the party. And I partied. It was the only night that I, I don't remember. I, I was told <laughs> that at midnight, I stopped the music and I went on this long diatribe <laughs> about it being New Year's. It's the out with the old and in with the new, whatever I was saying. And, and then at one point, I just, somebody asked me to dance and I just left the DJ booth. Look, you know, a lot of my friends came. People, I, you know, other DJs that I knew, you know, came for the party. And I just split, was out on the dance floor dancing for 20 minutes. Just forgot that I was working. <laughs> hey, did, did, did you drive home? No, no, no. There's the, the, I, no. I, I had somebody yeah. drop me off and somebody picked me up. So, yeah, I mean, I knew that this was going to be a night to just go out. And, and that's the only time, though, I ever really lost, I, I ever really drank out of control working. Because most of the times, you know, I could have one or two drinks or three drinks or whatever over a, cor a course of a night, a couple of shots. But this was just party, party, party for the whole night. And uh, well, Did you have a job afterwards? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Absolutely. Yeah. And when the when the when the, we used to have this woman, her name was Barbara. She was the 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 manager on duty that night, and she comes up to me. They used to call me Bobby. She goes, Bobby, uh, make last call. And I said, No, man, look at this party we got going on here. She says, We're gonna <laughs> lose our license. We got to get people out of here. And I'm going, Oh, you're a buzzkill. <laughs> making last call. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Those were I was in. Hey, I'm not gonna you a buzzkill here. Can I say something? What's that? Jim, and this is for Jim. Jim, I appreciate you doing that commercial. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> you know, Tom, I, I thought it was funny as hell. And so, well, it was uh, just. I, 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 I am. I am honored you took the time to do it, even though it was kind of a waste of time. And I, but I, I, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I I did it for some fun. I kind of thought people would get a kick out of it um i mean that's it wasn't obvious i don't like hang on oh hang on what am i doing here oh <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean i want to hear it again <laughs> don't you get the idea doug we don't want to hear you nobody can hear you telling your joke now right now because i'm talking while you're telling your joke everybody talk at the same time so that he can't tell his joke I don't want to hear your joke. We don't want to hear your joke, Doug. Doug, Doug, we don't want to hear your joke. We don't want to hear your joke. If all this show is for is me over and over again saying we don't want to hear your joke, then so be it. The Great American Broadcast Network. Come join the conversation at gabnet.net. Matt, Matt, Alex, did you see the pictures I took today? I posted on Facebook. I have to put up with you for an hour and a half every night. Do you think I really want to go look at your goddamn Facebook page?
that's my favorite part, the ending. Yeah, yeah, that was that's my favorite part. And I wasn't saying to try to bring attention to myself. I, but I, I was just saying, I really appreciate you humble to do it. And, I, and as I said, I mean, listen, if you can't laugh at yourself, you can't laugh at anything at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm laughing. It's probably 50-50. But anyway, it's, uh, but okay. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> what else can we play? What other cuts? Uh, what other things can we cut for Doug? <laughs> that's, that's enough. That's, that's enough. enough. We, we, we can go on to something else. <laughs> oh boy! You know, I was just. Um, uh, I just. I'm now. I'm having nightmare flashbacks of of uh, uh, theater tours, and I, one place. Oh, it, again, it was a, a northern tour. And and there was three technical people, and most hotel rooms would only have right the two beds, and so they'd already they'd always arrange for a cot for for the third person. So everybody sort of had to take turns going to the cot. Oh boy! And we were we were at this one. We had driven uh, uh, most of the morning to get to this other town, and you you got to. Then you get to the theater and you got to set up and you got to put the set together. You got to put the all that stuff together. And then you have to, uh, and the actors are off doing their thing. So it's the technical guys. We're, we're pointing lights. We're getting things ready. And then it's time to get something to eat. So you eat and then you start to drink. <laughs> and, and you have a bunch of drinks because you've been working hard all day. Then you go do the show at night. And then uh, you go have some drinks with the cast, but then you got to go back to the theater and tear everything down again and put it back in the truck so you can get ready to go the next day. And then you would go out again afterwards and drink some more. And then I remember getting back to the, to the technical hotel room and I knew it was my turn to, to have the cot. And I remember coming in and I had stayed a little longer with some of the actors. The other two technical guys were sleeping. And I, I came in and I tried to be as quiet as possible. Crawled, finally kind of crawled into this cot and just kind of plumped up the pillows. And the phone started to ring. And then the next thing I knew, the lights came on. And it was like, yeah, that's our wake-up call. We got 500 <laughs> miles of driving today. Oh, and shit. it was like... Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. And yeah, yeah, is absolutely no fun. I've been to sales meetings have been like that before. It's like, what? Oh no. That kind of drinking at sales meetings? I guess, yeah. I mean those guys are you guys are always on the road. So Oh yeah. I I mean these guys I I mean I've never went like I I had I remember I like went to bed really late and it's like, where in the hell is my roommate at? I'm getting up and getting out of the shower and he's staggering into the room and it's like, Oh my God, you know, you got 12 hours of meetings in front of you, you know, meetings, oh. this and that lunch, a little, you know, a little, some, you know, sometimes a little R and R maybe, but then it's back and it's, you know, it, it was just all work constantly. You know, being at a nice resort somewhere, but it was like, you really couldn't enjoy it except yeah. for one day. You know, one day it's like, okay, this is your time on your own, but you're going to feel like crap because they change your, commission and made your sales plan and yeah and lowered your budget you know entertainment budget there so is that is that kind of what they do they take you out on a nice vacation to break like bad news to you how they're going to screw you 
<laughs> well, the company I work for now doesn't do that. And thank God, I haven't flown like in 14 years, but these companies I've worked for in the past, I mean, it was like probably four to five sales meetings, either national or, you know, or regional. I think a lot of companies, I think a lot of companies have cut back on those just in, I think not because of anything other than it's just a, a, a you know, a cost cutting measure. A lot of the, a lot of companies oh, have yeah, cut back right. on those meetings those out-of-state meetings where everybody's got to fly somewhere because get it's expensive it's I, I, I don't know about that because like for example i'm in building materials and now this has been i'll try to make this short i'm sorry i get long-winded i admit that but i was at this uh, trade show and george pacific was there and they commissioned those clowns from orange county chopper uh you know to build a cycle theme for george pacific and at the end of it, you heard, I, I heard through the grapevine, don't hold me to it, that for the chopper itself was like 140000 for a motorcycle. And then the trailer to haul it around in and the special graphics for the trailer and, you know, a driver, you know, hauling around from show to show. And it, it's like, you got to be kidding. What an incredible waste of money that is. Yeah, the only, the only places you see those big things now, I went to uh, a, a trade show last year and they're still... I mean, I went to uh, VM World last uh, August, the last week in August in San Francisco, and they—I can't imagine how much money they spent because not only do they rent out the what's the name of the the the, the big uh, hall in San Francisco downtown, um, Masonic Hall. Yeah, the, the what's the name Masonic of it? Masonic Auditorium. It starts with an M. It's Masonic. Uh, no, not Masonic. Moscone Center. Moscone. Yeah, Moscone Center. They they rent out the Moscone Center, which is a whole bunch of buildings, right? But then they have all of these very impressive... I mean, I thought I was... The first day, the opening day, they have light shows like you're at a concert, and, and it's so well-produced. It's satellites coming in. And, the, and then on Wednesday night of that week, they rented out the entire baseball... Uh, Giants, where the Giants played, Pac Bell Park, or whatever mm -hmm. I think it's called, Pac Bell, and it still is. They, they, we had complete access to the ballpark. There was no, it wasn't for a baseball game. The, the Giants were on the road. They have, they set up on the field. They set up um, like a midway with all kinds of rides and games and food. All the concessions in the ballpark on the main level were open. Everything was free. And they had two concerts in center field. They had, um, oh, I'm not going to be able to name the, remember the names. There are two, uh, uh, you know, two uh, relatively uh, big name acts. And I'm not up on today's music, but uh, they had they had two acts. Um, I can only imagine what that cost to put on something like that. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the trade shows uh, uh, trade shows I'd, I'd say are an understatement. The conventions that Alex and I and others had to attend for Play TV were probably some of the most amazing things I had ever seen in my life. I mean, the streaming media ones were were big at the time because uh, it was the it was the beginning of streaming media. But then you get into uh, NAB and and NatP and the amount of money spent on the booths and and just all the other paraphernalia and like i i you get to a point where you start realizing that and you're on your feet all day the booths that were really drawn people in they may not have had the best displays but they had it, it, they were the smart people who had like three layers of 
underlayment on under their carpet. So when you stepped into their <laughs> booth, your feet went, Oh my God, this feels yeah. great. I mean, I've been on concrete all day. Yeah. But I mean, I mean our hotel our hotels, I mean, obviously we were getting paid too, but I mean our hotels were paid for. Uh, uh-huh. our meals were paid for. The only thing we ever had to pay for was, you know, it was our alcohol. They didn't and that was fine. Yeah, we got- when everything else is being paid for Big deal, right? But I mean, just the amount of money that I mean, some of those, I, I like the uh, the Warner Brothers booth at one of the NABs, or you know, would be the price of a uh, average family home in some some towns. Yeah, I'm sure. Incredible. Wow, that's pretty yeah. rich for a trade show. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, but uh, these are uh, this is NAB. It doesn't get bigger than that in in broadcasting. It's one of yeah. the biggest. So, um, and, wow. and Nap and Matt I, and Nat P too. The trade, I, sh- the trade shows I worked at, the displays that got the most attention were the ones that had hats to give away. Yeah, tchotchkes. amazing how many, and I got it. Yeah, I worked for this one company. I was like very good with promotional items. And I you break it up. Several customer days, like uh, and all that. But God, I got so even though it didn't wasn't any money out of my pocket, but these people come. I mean, it's like how many of these people had like a hat collection? Yeah, yeah. I want to grab the. You know, they grab you know ten hats. Didn't even think about stick them in their damn pockets there. T-shirts, hats. Uh, I got. Uh, what else did I get while I was there? They given away iPads. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh, I got oh, a uh, a Bluetooth speaker. Oh um, yeah, that that would yeah. I mean, I'd seen grown men in suits scramble for the the crappiest things that you could get from a <laughs> from a five and dime or a penny arcade because it was free. Yeah, I mean, there, a buzz would go around all of a sudden. It you know, like uh, 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 Tribune has space balls. Tribune has space balls, and everybody would <laughs> run over to the Tribune booth. Oh, yeah. Space balls. Yeah, you're you know, so because I, I worked this one, I was at the, the last show I ever worked, and there was this display, like, you know, there's like trinkets they have, like a grocery, uh, not grocery stores, but like a, you know, like, you know, gas markets and all, like little knives, you know, little pocket yeah. knives and this and that, you know, probably yeah, about five bucks. Junk. And, yeah, yeah, pretty much junk. But, you know, stuff, I, I, I have a few that I use around my house. I, I hate to say I went and got it from this display, but word got around, like, the guy just left and, like, left everything behind because he didn't want to, you know, unload it and take it back with him. Yeah, so, I, still, I still have a suitcase, a small like carry-on suitcase that I keep in the closet with all that crap in it and all the trade show badges and all that stuff just sort of <laughs> sitting there. Yeah, just uh, sort of remind myself that yeah, that actually did happen. By the time you come home, you've got buttons. You know, they oh. they all give and they want you to wear their buttons, and that's part of the promotion. If they, you know, they'll tell you put on these buttons, put on as many as you like because. Uh, if you're walking around the f- show floor and we spot you, you can win an iPad or you can win a, you know, a, a PS3 or at the time it was a PS3. Uh, they give away some pretty hefty prizes twice a day. You know, f- over a seven day period, they're giving away, you know, one booth might give away, you know, like 14 or 15 iPads or whatever. Twice a day, they're giving away an iPad. But you know how many eyeballs? Do you know how many people are there? It's yeah. a crazy amount of people who just rushed to this area for this for these trade shows. This, this VMware trade show was just huge. I mean, we filled up Giant Stadium. 
I mean, it was there was a ton wow. of people. And How many vendors were there for that something that size? Oh, I, you know, that's a really good question. It was a really big floor. It was a huge floor. I mean, uh, and it was packed. It was packed solid. I, I, it, oh. they're, they're amazing. These shows are they're like shows. They're they're more like shows than they are like an expo. Because the you know they're just, they're fun they're 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 fun to attend. I, yeah, I think when the biggest show I ever went to was like to, at the Superdome. Uh, you know, they had a huge. I think it was. Uh, I don't even think this company's still in business. Builder Marts of America BMA big trade show down there. I think our booth we had Fuzzy Zeller like kind of you know as like our semi sponsor. He's a golfer, uh, isn't he? He's a golfer, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. He was the one that made that uh, the Tiger Woods comment, you know, since he won the Masters. I guess it'd be serving fried chicken and oh, water nice, or something like that. <laughs> Fuzzy said that, not me. I'm just repeating what Fuzzy so said. So, Dan, how are you tonight? Welcome to the program. Well, I'm doing fine now. Have I? Was I on here before? I, I don't know if I've been on here since you started. I, I You've been don't, on for a while. You just haven't said anything. No, no, no. I mean, I mean in general. I mean, on in general. On yeah, this I show. don't know. I, I don't. Th- think maybe once well in that case congratulations oh, on, hey, uh, <laughs> on 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 the gig here very nice i like the theme song by the way i know that's what you were waiting to well hear. see yeah uh, <laughs> you hated the other one well hey, no i i'll I, I, for a sec rob i'll try to call back okay, well, okay. Here, here's the thing and and i i thought of this after after the rewind stopped it wasn't so much that i hate it I think I love to hate it. You and I miss think, it. Oddly enough, I miss it a little bit. You miss, I miss it. hating it. Oh. Yeah, being able to goof on it. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could. Uh, so let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, the memories. Oh. <laughs> How about that, huh? There we go. Bring it back. Bring it back. There's a memory for you. Here's the one with the... You like that beginning with the little bongos, right? Bongos, yeah. The bongos. That's that's what gets me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What happened to Rebus Day? When did he leave? Jim said he he, uh, had to do something. He would would try to get back. Oh, okay. uh, Has anybody seen uh, The Equalizer? Uh, No. No. I saw that today. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Denzel Washington is being as uh, Denzel Washingtoniest, um, <laughs> you know. And uh, if you saw the show, it was kind of if you remember the old show, it was kind of over the top. Just how it was kind of a little like Liam Neeson and Taken. Like he could just yeah. there's no stopping him. He, he like he'll just kill everybody like MacGyver or something. He'll come up with some MacGyver solution to kill people with it. And this is Denzel. Cool. Yeah. Oh, gonna have to get to go check that out. I like Denzel yeah. movies. I've never yeah. seen one that I haven't liked. Yeah, I mean it's a screwy movie, but Denzel kind of gives it the the gravitas that uh, you know that kind of uplifts it a little bit from being silly. I'm always looking for a movie to see. My my wife mm-hmm. loves to go, and I'm usually I'm a picky movie viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, for me to go see a movie, I just I won't go for just sake. Some people go because it's the movies and they just enjoy the experience. For me, if I don't uh, have a, a special th- you know feeling for the movie, I, I'll go and not like the movie. And, and that's it's 
you know yeah I, but sex but sex doing that i mean well, movies cost like 10 to 15 bucks a piece to get in now and all that and popcorn i'm i am so stoked i am so stoked because i am so close to getting senior citizen pricing i get my w uh, you know double arp card you know membership registration yeah. oh, thing we, hey i we, saw we, i saw i saw a really bizarre movie kind of a zombie movie i hope i haven't brought this up before but i saw it on netflix called warm bodies i heard of that looks it's a good it's a good it's the most i mean i've seen about every type of genre for zombie movies not I really enjoyed it. It was more of a comedy than anything else, but just kind of a love story, like a girl falls. Yeah, it was a love story, uh, but it was just. But I mean, not you. You got to watch it. I'm going to watch it again, and wouldn't be surprised it'll become part of my DVD collection, because I mean, the guy's name is like he's like trying to talk. What I don't want to give too much of away, but you know, from yeah, eating. If you're a zombie, eating brains kind of gives you you know a little bit of upper hand there. And so he's like meets this girl, and you know, and his name is R. Which <laughs> he goes like, "What's your name, R?" <laughs> and so that's and that's his credit, you know, who plays R? And oh. I mean, just the letter R, and then they give the actor's name. <laughs> it, but it, it's a good movie. It, it, it really is worth. Uh, I mean, yeah, three and a half to four stars. I want to go back to the to the Equalizer for a second because, okay. um, like. The last time Denzel Washington hooked up with this director, they did Training Day. Yeah, that was okay. great. I like that, that one a lot. Very good movie. The Academy Award. Yeah, but everything I, I, you know, I've I used to watch the old TV series. Uh, from what I've read, a lot of people have said, yeah, well, you know, it's got the title. It doesn't have a lot really to do with with the old yeah, TV series true. in a way. Wasn't that's, that an I'm, old man? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was an old British guy. Wasn't yeah, it? Edward Woodward, and, and Chris Elliott was on it. Chris Elliott, yeah, from Get Alive. No, that, no, yeah. I know, I know what you're thinking of. You're thinking Chris Elliott. They did a skit on the old late night with Dave Letterman show called The Regulator Guy. No, and that no, was a skit. Was, <laughs> that was no, a skit. Was, it was based on the Equalizer. It was a parody. Trust me, I'm a I'm a I'm an old late night with Dave Letterman expert. So yeah, you so, can't. So grab Chris Elliott. I was watching something about Mary last night. I forgot he was in that movie along with Sarah Silverman. Yeah, like that was Chris. a great movie. Yeah, that's well, a classic. Just, of course, I don't see anything about. Uh, uh, I just doing a little checking. I don't see anything about Chris Elliott. Uh, on the Equalizer I, cast. It must have been. Wow. No, you're thinking of I've definitely the, 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 definitely the regulator guy. Yeah. yeah. The regulator guy. <laughs> Edward Woodward used to have a, uh, he had a great story. He's, he passed away a couple of years ago. He was, the last movie I saw him in was Shaun of the, no, no, it was not Shaun of Hot the Dead. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. And he was, yes, he was yeah. great in that. But he used to have a great story about his name. And uh, Noel Coward, the playwright, uh, he met him once, and they were introduced, and he said, uh, oh, you know, uh, oh, I want you to know Coward. I want you to meet Edward Woodward. And and Coward kind of looked at him and went, Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Hmm. Sounds like a fart in the bathtub. And he says he, he, he said he couldn't be insulted because Noel Coward said it. So he said, I had to, re I had to repeat that my entire life. <laughs> no Coward, yeah. my name sounded like a fart in the bathtub. Edward Woodward. <laughs> so, that's, 
perfect, I mean, man. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't know why they why bother calling it the equalizer then. Well, yeah, that's true. They, people who they're aiming the movie at, they're going to be the people who who have the the money for the income. The people who they're trying to sell this movie to will have never heard or seen the TV series, The Equalizer. Well, that's the same thing with The Lone Ranger, if you remember The Lone Ranger. Of course, even The Lone Ranger is kind of more iconic than The yeah, Equalizer. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But, uh, you know, even that is just, uh, well, The Lone Ranger just completely bombed, and I don't know how well this movie's going to do, but yeah, it didn't need to be called The Equalizer. It was like it, a couple of years ago, they, they they floated out the idea that they were, they were going to do a big screen version of Hogan's Heroes with Russell Crowe. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, why bother? Really? Just why bother? Because because the audience out there right now is screaming for a comedic right. World War II, let's stick it to the Nazis kind of well, movie. No, they were going to reboot it serious, probably. It's like when they did the Honeymooners. You know, it was some black honeymooners, and it had nothing to do really with the honeymooners. It was Why just bother calling it that. Then? Why pay for the rights? Why? Yeah. yeah. Just the cachet. The cachet, I guess. Well, there were certain aspects of, and it was only just because it was called the Equalizer that reminded me of the show. It was just a manner of. Uh, a little of the over-the-topness of it. It's it's over-the-top in just the way that, you know, it's kind of like the one-man army. One man is going to destroy the whole Russian mob, which oh, that kind of thing. So, but that could be anybody from any action movie, really. Exactly. It wasn't that, wasn't that almost the exact same script points as, as many of Arnold's movies in the oh, mid-80s? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. There's always the bad guy Russians and uh, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> I just I think I'm skipping the equalizer. I was going to just say it doesn't sound like you're heading off to the theater, Jim. No, I'm not, I'm going to skip the equalizer. I like well, Denzel you know, though. I don't comes know. On, uh, if it comes on TV, it's it's worth it because you get to see Denzel. If you're a Denzel fan, doing what Denzel does, acting the way he does, and hey, that you, kind you, of thing. Do you think Denzel deserved the Academy Award for Training Day? I, I mean, I thought Russell Crowe was a shoo-in for A Beautiful Mind. I don't know. Well, you know what I think, if talk about Denzel Washington, because Malcolm X came out the same year that Scent of a Woman did, and Al Pacino won for doing his hoo on Scent of a Woman when you had uh, uh, Denzel doing Malcolm X, and Malcolm X was a fantastic performance. Yeah, I thought he should have won. Yeah, I, but yeah. I don't. I just. I, I mean, and, I, and actually, I don't see as many movies as I used to. But I mean, just. But, and I'm not a huge Russell Crowe fan. But and I'm not one of these like in the sentimental movies. But I thought Beautiful Mind was a great flick. I saw Training Day. Training Day just kind of remind me of kind of like a Clint Eastwood type of movie. I was really surprised it was even you know, nominated. And I, I I like Training Day a lot. That was I mean, it's not really a horrible fun. movie. I, it just was not my. I did not think this was like what this movie's being. You know, but anyway, that's just my. I, I like Russell Crowe. He'd already he'd already he got two Academy Awards in a row. So right, I, I didn't ta I didn't take that into account there. So. Right. So and 
Okay. I, I, I like Denzel in Training Day. Uh, I, I thought it was great. Um, again, not one of my favorite movies, but I just watched another Russell Crowe movie that I hadn't seen in a couple of years uh, the other day, and I was reminded how much I actually like that movie. And it was um, uh, Russell Crowe, uh, Proof of Life. Hmm. Oh, with, I, that I forgot about that movie. <laughs> with uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, David Caruso is in it, and basically he's a hostage uh, uh, negotiator for companies that uh, have their their employees taken away uh, by uh, rebels and things in in like a South American country. And the only reason I really like the movie is it has one of my favorite character actors in it, and that's uh, David Morse. Oh, okay. I love him. David <laughs> Morse uh, played one From of the. ER? Played, he and he played uh, he played uh, one of the uh, guards brutal in uh, the Green Mile. He, uh, he's in, he's in everything. He's a big kind of. Oh yeah, was he in Highlander? I don't think he was. No, he no. wasn't in Highlander. No. Oh, not but that. He's, been, he's okay. been in so many things. He was in uh, Contact. Yeah, he played Jodie Foster's dad in Contact. Mm -hmm. uh, he played uh, bad guy in uh, the Long Kiss Goodbye with Gina Davis and. Uh, and uh, Sam, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> no, the um, I'm nah, never mind. Anyway, but David Morris is one of my favorite character actors. You can always depend on him to do a good job. He's always out there. How how do you guys feel about um, movie premieres going to streaming video? I'd watch that because that's what's yeah. happening. Have you heard about it? <laughs> Netflix got a. Netflix is going to uh, next um, April. I'm sorry, August 28th of next year. Um, Netflix is going to be uh, running the feature film, the sequel of the um, the 2000 hit Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Wow! It's going to be on Netflix the same time it's in the movies. That was a that was a weird movie. I never well, saw why it. Why don't you go to the theater? You can if you got your eight ninety five uh, your seven ninety nine Netflix subscription yep. to see it. Exactly. Hey, 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 it. Exactly. Do you, think, do you think ten years from now we're going to have movie theaters? Well, have and that's that's the big rub. You know, I used to work in the, I guess you might say the the, the movie business in a way because I worked for a company called Screen Vision, which was in the cinema advertising business. They would do the pre-shows before the, the uh, you know, when you see the national commercials and the local commercials and all that, and all of the trivia and stuff. My company used to, the company I worked for, uh, you know, does that it, along with now AMC does it. They all have their own version. And I sat through a symposium. Uh, we held it a couple of years in, the, in a row where you got to hear all the problems of the theaters and, and, and the problems that they have is that they make no money on, on, the, on the movies until they get a bit older. That's why the concessions are so crazily priced. And now they've got to be freaking out with Netflix running. I mean, I watch it on my big screen TV. Netflix yeah. downstairs, I've got a surround system. I've got, you know, five speakers. I could watch a movie yeah, plus, and, and, and and plus I don't have to worry about some asshole sitting behind me and kicking the back of my damn chair. Yeah, I talking mean, on their cell phone, assholes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You know, I I kind of wonder how that's going to affect the the movie business. I and, and who knows? Maybe this will be the only. It'll be a, they'll try it, and there'll be enough of a of a lobbyist lobbying against it 
from the from the movie industry to stop it because how 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 do you how do you even if you're if you're putting out a movie and everything is talking about that first weekend right how much they make on the first weekend isn't that going to put a big dent in that movie's uh gross oh sure i don't think so they, yeah wouldn't they count the people that watched it at home so you're saying so you're saying that they're going to be able to say if they could tell i don't know what kind of what kind of um you know, they what, can count the well, views. Do you well, think I, they can? I have, I, I have Time Warner, and there's like a pay per view section on Time Warner where it gets like first run, but I mean, but not anything really big, huge box office. And I think, I think it's like seven ninety nine, which is a little bit yeah. They did that with some indie, price. indie flicks, you but know. they do have that. They do have that option though. It it could oh. be the end of the yeah, the yeah, very beginning like that, of huh? the end for the for the movie. For the movie theaters. Well, I tell that's you, that's what they're putting the recliners in. Is uh, trying to make you feel it more at home. Yeah, I, and well, well, I okay, I'm going to start um, buying stock in Orville Redenbacher popcorn there. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, that one. There's no, one thing they've been. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say there's no doubt that streaming media basically has made so many. Parts of the entertainment industry run scared. If you had said to uh, a couple of years ago, if you had really said to video store owners that uh, uh, you're going to be collecting dust, They're, these buildings will mm-hmm. be empty mm-hmm. uh, because of streaming media. They, you know, oh yeah, right. No, people are still going to come. We got to come and pick up their movies. How are they going to pick up their movies? Right. Well, I mean, there are no video. I mean, yeah, okay, there are still some. Not some here, there aren't things, but yeah. it's. Try to find them. I mean, usually it's one little independent guy who's servicing a, a neighborhood or in a yeah. small. But I mean, ours in Revelstoke disappeared. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it used to be a bulletproof business. Yes. And now it's just it's everybody worked at the video store. Uh, everybody had to come there. It was a way to make money. Now, and I just think maybe the movie industry is either going to have to put some big breaks on on that. Or find yeah. is Blockbuster even still around? I know that nah. the, the brick and mortar oh, stores have closed. Not anywhere that I've seen. No, I know the brick and mortar that, stores yeah. have closed, but have they closed? Do they offer a streaming service or a, they know they for I, a while it did a mail at home service? Does, yeah. So Blockbuster okay. has a streaming on demand service right. that you can get on. You, know, you never hear about it. Talk about like these businesses that were closing down and all that. Just uh, and and I'm not trying to sink this conversation or anything, but there was like this. Uh, store i've been passing by for 20 years which was pretty much for you know adult videos and all that but they also sold drug paraphernalia and the stuff you wanted to take if you want to pass your you know your analysis test and all that and that place would always be slammed and just now i passed by today there was like two cars those are two employees working there and it's like you know they have like you know buy one get two free dvds and all that well it's who's buying them you don't you know when it when it comes to porn uh you know, like I said, I have a Roku. I, I, I trust yeah, me. I, I get off. I, I get off my right here. Instant, yeah, you know? I have instant <laughs> access to about five thousand pornos and little five minute clips. And a five minute clip of porn is all you need. We know why. But <laughs> on uh, Roku, you could get porn. I didn't know that. I have a oh, Roku. I've never seen that. Oh well, what, you want me to send you the link to it? Uh, 
<laughs> I did, so you mean you have to download a special app or something? Yeah, for it. it's in the yeah. private store, yeah. private uh, channel. Oh, I didn't know they had one of those. I only uh, use yeah. it for I use it for Netflix. I use it for the baseball games. I use it. Uh, that's pretty much all I use it for. So I mean, I've never really good boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uninformed boy. I, yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea that they. I, I oh, guess. Sure, sure, sure. No, absolutely. I mean, any, 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 any genre, any fetish, oh, you can find it for free. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 wow. yeah, Listen, put well, it, now listen. we know how Rob's going to spend his weekends without yeah. his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it whatever the fetish is followed by tube. Put like if you're like into lesbians, put lesbian tube. All right. Anyway, one thing I was going to say about the movie theaters is one thing that they're doing is um, they are some theaters are broadcasting like live performances from the Met Metropolitan yes. Opera yes. and things like that. So they, did they, were, they were doing that since I worked at Screen Vision because we we helped them with a couple of those. Once they put in the digital yeah. systems, it became a lot easier to do that. Right. What I thought was really cool, and I I wanted to go it was Fourth of July weekend. They were running. They've done two of these now that I wanted to attend. The first one was uh, they did they they ran in the movie theaters for a limited run West Side Story. And oh, I wanted wow. to go so bad to that, but I just couldn't get there. And then Fourth of July, because I was traveling, I, I'm you know not usually home Fourth of July. They did a hard day's night. Oh, oh I wow! Was just, oh, I that would have been fun. So I mean, there were you know th I think that's cool when they do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah this past weekend they did uh, Gone with the Wind over here. Was well, that yeah, because of it's the seventy oh. fifth anniversary? Was that a national right. event? Yes, was that, I, yeah. Oh, because yeah, I didn't hear about it. Yeah. What anniversary is it? 70th, you said? 75th. Wow. Wow. 75 75th. years. That's 75. That's yeah. a great film. Yeah, they just released a, a big uh, 75 wow. anniversary great, great. box set, extra special Blu-ray thing again today. So uh, I know they had a big national showing because of all the, uh, the movie geeks I talk with on uh, Twitter and everything <laughs> were uh, talking about it but i think that's a way to get people into the theater is to take some of these classic yes. films where people have yeah. never seen them on anything but a small tv or even a bigger tv and show them what 2001 space odyssey looks like projected absolutely See, oh, yeah. some of these oh, other yeah. Great make, it a, make it a special event absolutely go ahead Jim. No, I'm just saying it's a way to get people to come through the theater. Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, it's on your shelf. Yeah, you can watch it on the TV. But see the movie, see something that you've watched many times for the first time on the screen. Go see Giant in a theater, and and or uh, Doctor Shivago, and tell me that it's not a changeable uh, experience in your life, rather than just watching it on a yeah. tiny screen. Yeah, there's no question that the that's movie, like the movie experience, you know, that there's a lot to, you know, it enhances any movie, but uh, you know, the prices, you know, the prices uh, to, to go to a movie with your wife, the girlfriend, you go on a date is not cheap to do. You know, it's, 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 and right. I look at the movies and I go, really, I mean, I would love to go. And then I go, what am I going to see? I'm always, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge action, like crazy action. Like I don't like transformers or movies like that. Um, it's just not my kind of movie. They don't really make the kind of movies that I 
may, that I used to like to go see anymore, really, I don't think. Because I, I never find them. So we go because she wants to go or whatever, and I'm always, eh, it was okay, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway... We're just about out of time here, and this hour just kind of flew by. It's uh, There's a minute left, and uh, we need to make way for the ramble. Alex Bennett's program is next. I want to thank Jim for for calling in. Dan Meyer, good to see you. Hope you call again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rin, of, of course, always our first caller of the night. Thank you very much. And Doug, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much as well. Um, I will be back tomorrow night at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern for the exchange. And uh, Alex Bennett is next, followed by um, Getting Geeky with Miranda Janelle. That's at midnight Eastern on the Great American Broadcast Network. Have a great night, and we will see you tomorrow night. <laughs>